You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome back to Coaches Connection Podcast. This is episode 46. My name is Anne-Marie Cross, small business marketing and mindset coach. Do you ask the question, how can I grow my coaching practice? What are the secrets that will help me fill my practice? And what marketing should I be doing to attract new clients? Well, you are in the right place. Whether you're just starting up your coaching practice or maybe you've been in business a while, this podcast is devoted to helping you take your results to the next level. I'll teach you the right business and marketing strategies you should have in place to communicate your meaningful message in a powerful way so you can stand out and finally grow a successful, profitable coaching practice. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome back to another show. Does the thought of having to sell your services make you cringe? As a service-based business owner whose product is essentially you, continuing to struggle with promoting yourself and your services could seriously affect your business's growth. So in today's words of wisdom, I want to share five simple yet very effective steps that will support you in promoting you and your services in an authentic way that will have your prospects lining up at your door ready to invest in you. But before we dive into that, I have a few announcements that I want to share. And firstly, let me reach out for my notes. I have uh, a shout out that I want to uh, to share with you, and this is to Turnip Marketing. And you'll find them over on Twitter at Turnip Marketing. And they help small business owners squeeze every dollar out of their marketing budget so they can increase their revenue. And I wanted to shout out and say thank you to Turnip Marketing for including the ambitious pod in their online magazine, The Turnip Times. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you doing that. Now, if you'd like me to do a shout out to you, just like I have with Turnip Marketing, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. Firstly, you can shout online, whether you're wanting to share the Ambitious Pod or whether you want to shout out to me personally. And of course, my handle is at Coach. So shout out online. Make sure though that you do tag me, either use the Ambitious Pod or Anne-Marie Coach. Otherwise, I can't see it and I can't uh, say thank you and shout out to you on an upcoming show. You can also pop over to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP connect. Now we've got a direct phone number there so you can leave a message and I'll play that on an upcoming show. I'll leave your name, your company name and a brief message, perhaps why you like the show. And alternatively, you also have SpeakPipe there where you can record a message directly from your computer. And of course, you can subscribe to our iTunes channel by going over to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP iTunes. And while you're there, can I ask a favor? Can you please rate the show and leave a comment? And of course, if you feel inspired to, go ahead and share the show with your friends and colleagues. And if you do that, not only am I going to shout out to you and say thank you, I'm really very appreciative because when you do do that, it helps us get the word out about the show so we can help as many other coaches in growing their business so they can in turn help as many people 
people as possible. So thank you for doing that. Now I have one other announcement that I want to share before we dive in to today's tip of the week, uh, but that is about my upcoming one day in-person workshop. And in previous shows, I've talked about how people can get nervous when you're networking or you're speaking in front of a group, because as we know, many, many people do have a fear of speaking in public. So I've kind of concentrated the whole workshop around that. If you're fearful about speaking to a group and you're not really sure how to speak with them, you know, as far as holding yourself, body language, and just speaking into a microphone, whilst these are all very important things we'll be doing during the event It's also for those of you who do have a level of confidence, but you're unsure what to say. So we are going to spend a lot of time focusing on how you can create your meaningful, memorable 30-second introduction. Now, some of you know this as your elevator pitch, your e-pitch, your um, intro, your introduction, whatever you call it. It is so that you can confidently and concisely sum up what you do in such an inspiring uh, way that people want to know more about you and give you the invitation to do that. Of course, we'll be covering things about how to get rid of those butterflies, how to calm your nerves and how you can really speak with confidence. So I'm going to spend a lot of time in helping you put your introduction together as well. It's going to be a fantastic day. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of hands-on. I mean, keeping the group really small so that we really can all concentrate, work together, brainstorm and come up with something that you can be so proud of that you can't wait to go out and share in a group at a networking event or even one-to-one if you're speaking with someone just on on your own. So to find out more about the event and to book in, uh, go to www.networkwithconfidence.com.au. Networkwithconfidence.com.au. I've even uh, changed the focus a, a little bit of uh, what I'm naming the workshop because uh, I just wanted to make sure that you are aware that we are going to spend a lot of time on uh, preparing your introduction. So hope you can join me on uh, that. It's on the 30th of October. And it really is a must attend if networking and wanting to introduce yourself in a way that wows your prospective client or even an, you know, a prospective JV partner, joint venture partner or referral partner. Get there on that day. It's going to be a lot of fun. And here's today's tip of the week. Now, if you've been using Google Calendar and syncing Google Calendar with your Outlook Calendar, yet around August you've noticed that it hasn't been working, well, that's because Google no longer supports the syncing of your online calendar with your desktop. Now, I realized this a number of weeks ago after trying to figure out why it hadn't been working for a while, because I've got a number of team members that need to be familiar with my calendar, need to keep up to date so that we're not double or tripling our bookings. So when I update my desktop calendar, what used to happen is it automatically updated the online calendar. And sometimes too, when a client books in online or a guest for my podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show books online, then you know my team needs to be aware of that. And this wasn't no it wasn't working anymore. So I tore my hair out for a while and when I did a little bit of research, I found out that uh, it wasn't being supported, but there is a cool tool that allows me to do that and it's called Outlook for the number four Gmail. So Outlook 
for Gmail. That's the number four. And I've put the link where you can find out more about the program and where you can um, invest in it and, and download it. I've put that on the show notes. So you can go over to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash ccp46 and you'll be able to to learn more about that but what it does and what it now enables me to do is to sync my outlook even contacts and calendars with my google accounts and it's very easy to set up so again that tool outlook for gmail the number four and uh, your team if, if they're accessing your online uh, calendar and want to keep up to date with the changes you're making on your desktop calendar even your calendar on your mobile devices then that certainly is a tool that i highly recommend you look into today's words of wisdom to help you take your coaching practice to the next level Now imagine this, you've started your business up, you've hung your shingle, which is the name of your business, and to say, I'm open to taking clients, you've hung that outside your front door, and you're excited about the thought of working and supporting clients. However, your excitement soon turns to dread when you realize that prior, before you are being of service to clients, you have to become very skilled not only in marketing your services but also in the selling of your services with the latter which is the selling being an activity that makes you cringe now can you relate and if you've answered yes you are certainly not alone and many other coaches and even service-based business owners who have to sell themselves to prospective clients they can struggle to reach their income goals because they dislike having to sell their services and if you recognize that you have been struggling with this and you continue to struggle with this and so many of your ideal clients are just not understanding that you have the solution for them and you can support them in achieving their goals yet they're not realizing this because having that sales conversation is something that you freak out about and you just kind of crumble and the words that come out of your mouth just absolutely do not do justice to your services then the five simple steps that I'm going to share with you are very important. And I recommend you go out and get a piece of paper and a pen and take down these notes. And of course, if you're driving, replay this again to a time when you are sitting in your office and uh, you can take notes. Because when you start to do these things, when you're supporting or, or having a, a sales conversation or a conversation with a client, you'll be able to do so in a very authentic way. So it feels real, it doesn't feel fake, and it'll have prospects lining up at your door ready to invest in you. I know because it literally changed my business and the way that I looked at having sales conversation and it certainly helped many of the clients that I've also shared this with as well. So let's dive into the very first step and that is to challenge unhelpful beliefs. This is the first and the foremost step and it is to confront, it's to look at, it's to challenge 
any unhelpful beliefs that you have around selling, around sales, because if you don't, they will continue. These beliefs will continue to block you. They will continue to um, inhibit you, stop you from effectively promoting your products and your services. And that's the reason because your beliefs drives your thoughts and your feelings. They impact your behavior. Your behavior impacts your outcomes. And if your beliefs are that sales are bad, that salespeople are pushy, then no wonder you're going to avoid having that sales conversation because let's face it, as heart-centered solopreneurs in service-based industries, we do not want to come across as being salesy or pushy, do we? And that actually brings me to the first belief, the belief that all salespeople are pushy and that they would say practically anything to get the sale. Now, I'm sure if we were all sitting together across the table from one another, we all would have a story to share about a a situation where we have been put under pressure by what we might call a hard-nosed salesperson who had as much tact as a gnat when trying to get you to say yes to their offer. And I know that this is not the approach that you, a heart-centered, service-based solopreneur, a coach, wants to adopt. Well, just because there are some annoying and unpleasant salespeople in the marketplace doesn't mean that you have to use the same approach. Now, I recall a story just a couple of weeks ago that a colleague of mine shared. He had gone to his nana's funeral. She had turned a a huge milestone, 100. Unfortunately, though, not soon after, she'd passed away and he was at her funeral along with many of their other relatives. And as soon as my colleague drove up, parked the car, got out, anyway, they they kind of started talking about the car and his uh, cousin proceeded to say, hey, you in the market for a new car? Because I said, oh, you know, no, mate. But this cousin of my colleague just continued to push and push and push, you know, come in, ring us up. Uh, We want to sell you a new car at his Nana's funeral. He just couldn't believe it. Now, this is what I would call a hard-nosed, pushy, salesy person who really doesn't know, (laughs) you know, when it's appropriate or not appropriate to have a conversation and certainly wasn't building rapport and certainly wasn't empathetic to what was going on. Had he known, had he been able to read my colleague, he would have realized that my colleague was just totally offended in his approach and would have just stopped that conversation. And in fact, if he had been a decent person at all, he would definitely not have tried to do the hard sell at someone's funeral. I mean, goodness me. Now, getting back to this approach, you, I know, would never do this because you are heart-centered, you put you know, you are of service, you want to be of service to your clients. And I would not recommend that you be pushy and be salesy. In fact, I would recommend that you do the opposite. So what approach would you rather take that will enable you to incorporate your values and what's really important to you when speaking to people who show an interest in what you are doing. For instance, one of my key values, uh, and in fact, it's the word of my brand, isn't to inspire. 
And so that's really important that I want to inspire people and be inspiring uh, when I'm having a conversation to anyone, whether it be a, someone, a client that I'm speaking with during um, you know, a, a conversation in our coaching session, or whether it is someone who's inquired about my service. To inspire is something that is very important to me. Honesty and integrity is very important to me as well, and maybe to you. So those three key things would be so important to me that they would be very much how I would approach having that sales conversation. Now, a second belief, and this one is one I'm sure many of us can relate to, and that is that we have a self-belief that we are unworthy. And I've said this so many times before and I'm going to continue to say it because so many of us uh, had to get over this and really recognize that we do have something to offer that is of incredible value because the first mate the first sale that you have to make is to yourself so I have to ask you would you invest in your own services do you believe that what you have to offer is of real value to your clients Now, before you answer just a quick yes, I really want you to think about this. Just how valuable do you recognize that your services are? Because if you lack confidence in your services or you can't speak about the benefits that your clients will receive through working with you, it's going to be very difficult for you to promote your services in a confident and professional manner. And so these are two mindsets that often are what keeps service-based businesses, so coaches and consultants blocked, and is something that uh, I know that I dedicate a lot of time to overcoming in our coaching programs, particularly the Money Mindset Breakthrough programs. So that is that all salespeople are pushy and would practically say, say anything to get the sale. That's one unhelpful belief. And the second belief, of course, is that you are unworthy. So an exercise that I want to encourage you to spend some time on is to identify your strengths, your talents, and the results that you can support your clients in achieving. Really very important. The true value that you bring to your clients is a combination of all these things. And it's very important that you're able to recognize and speak confidently about this when talking to a prospect. Very, very important. So that's step number one. Step number two is to reframe selling to service. So reframe selling to service. And once you recognize the amazing benefits that your services or your products or both your services and products will deliver to a prospective client, it's then time to reframe your thinking about selling into a mindset of service. So when thinking of selling, we can often imagine that a person is trying to influence or persuade someone, someone else, into purchasing something that they don't really want or need, which is not the mindset or approach that we want. Instead, the mindset of service is one where you are offering them the valuable support and accountability that they need to overcome the problem or the issue that prompted them to make contact with you. So allowing your struggles to continue around selling and having a sales conversation 
Or should I say, reframing the selling to being of service by not sharing that information on how you can support your clients in overcoming their struggles. If you keep quiet and don't share how you can help them, that actually means that they're going to remain stuck with their issue. So you're actually doing them a disservice by not sharing this information with them. And you may have just had an aha moment there by not reaching out to them and sharing more about how you can support them and how you can be of service to them by not having that conversation, by not sharing your programs or how you can help them. You are actually being of disservice to them by not sharing. So sharing information about how your service can support them and overcoming their issue means that you are being of service. You're not selling them something. You are being of service because they may not know about that. We often take for granted that our prospective client knows about certain programs or knows about certain products that we have. Don't assume anything. They may not have hung around on your website or they may not have heard you speak about your program or your products. So you need to share it with them. You need to be of service by explaining that to them. And I'm sure all heart-centered coaches want to be of service, right? So do you. So reframe selling to service. The third step is to think connection, not conversion. So connecting and building a relationship with a contact is far more empowering than trying to convert your prospect into a client. Do you agree? So, you know, how can you before you've even had the opportunity to build rapport with them or before you've taken the time to find out the reason why they contacted you? And it's important to remember that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So spending time to build a stronger connection with your contact not only helps you both be more at ease, it will also give you the opportunity to build a level of credibility and trust. So don't think conversion where you concentrate on your needs. I need to get the sale, need to get the sale. Uh-uh, that is not what you want to do. Instead, think connection and when you think connection make sure in your conversation that you show a genuine interest in them and their needs ask great questions what's happening for you what are you struggling with how is that impacting other areas of your life what have you done to try and overcome that struggles Oh, I can see that must be so frustrating for you. Be there, connect with them, show them that you care because I know that you do have some great questions. And when you do, they'll appreciate that and they'll recognize that you genuinely care about them and what they're struggling with. All right. So that was step number three. Step number four, transform your sales pitch into a strategy session. Transform your sales pitch into a strategy session. Now, jumping in and trying to sell your services to a potential client often fails when you haven't truly identified the needs of the client or you haven't yet had the opportunity to demonstrate that you've got the ability to help them overcome their products or their problems and issues. 
So rather than launching into a sales pitch and trying to sell your client into one of your programs, instead create what I would call a strategy session so that they can begin to experience what it is like to work with you. Now, this session is not a free coaching session where you take clients through uh, to experience coaching with you. I know that there are many coaching schools that recommend you do that. No, not at all. This session rather is going to involve some pretty powerful questions that focuses on what they want to achieve. It focuses on getting clear on some of the action steps that they need to take. And it also allows you to share some of the success stories about how other entrepreneurs or how your other clients were initially struggling with similar issues and are now reaching goals that they had once only ever dreamed about because of their work with you. Because sometimes our prospective clients, when they say no, they're not saying no to our programs. They're not saying no to our services. They're actually saying no to themselves because they may not believe that they can achieve that. So by sharing other success stories, by sharing case studies of where other clients uh, had been similar to where they are now in their lives, in their careers, in their businesses, helping them understand that other people were like them, similar problems, similar issues, all of that, but now are experiencing incredible wins and achievements and outcomes through your support that gives your new prospective client to whom you are now speaking to hope. It gives them oh, that sense of possibility that this is even possible for them. So a strategy session that uses this approach, it's far more empowering and it's going to enable you to build some very important things. Credibility in your services, that you are credible, that you are someone who knows what they're talking about. It builds believability. In other words, that this prospective client starts to really get a sense that what you are saying is honest. It's believable. Other people have achieved it too. And, and people love to connect with stories and see themselves in stories. So you're boosting and building your believability as well as building desirability. And that is creating a level of desire that they want to have, what these other clients have had. So their desirability to invest in your services continues to increase. And of course, they will have gained firsthand experience of how you can support them and the outcomes that they can expect to achieve through working with you. So transform your sales pitch into a strategy session. And lastly, step five, conclude this strategy session with a compelling call to action. Now, we all like to make our clients feel special. So why not offer them, this prospective client, an amazing package that covers all of the areas that they're going to need to work on and that they're looking for. And you could perhaps also continue to uh, continue to include or consider to include some bonuses to make your offer even more irresistible. Or perhaps you might offer um, a quick decision bonus that rewards them for taking action and enrolling in your program. So it is an invitation. The call to action is an invitation, but create one that is so compelling that they just cannot help but say, yes, I want to work with you. So there you have it. Those five simple yet effective steps 
to help you start to transform your sales conversations, let's just recap those. Firstly, challenge the unhelpful beliefs. Secondly, reframe selling to service, being of service. Thirdly, think connection, not conversion. Number four, transform your sales pitch into a strategy session. And lastly, conclude with a compelling call to action, an irresistible invitation to say yes to you and of course all the incredible things that they're going to be able to achieve through investing in your services. So hope that was helpful for you. Cannot wait to hear about all of the successes that you're going to start having once you start to implement all of these five steps in your business. Alrighty, now before the end of the show, let me share with you today's inspirational message. And this is by Rand Fishkin, the CEO and founder of SEO Moz. I love this. Best way to sell something, don't sell anything. Earn the awareness, respect and trust of those who might buy. Isn't that cool? Best way to sell something, don't sell anything. Earn the respect and trust of those who might buy. So very important. Exactly what I said in each of those five steps. Don't try and sell. You need to really connect with that prospective client. Allow them to see that you really have their needs and interests at heart. That you really do care about them and what they're going through. And of course, that you have the solution for them. And you can do that by sharing other success stories of other clients that you have worked with so that you continue to build the trust of those who might buy. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. Um, I want to do a shout out to all of you who have been listening, your regular listeners. If you haven't already gone and left a comment and a rating for our show, please go and do that over on iTunes. And until next week, have a fantastic week. Bye for now. Bye for now.